0: Hello everyone, this is the Audience Explorer, a podcast for you as a founder or creator who wants to develop an audience for your product or service. I'm Matthias Bohlen. This is episode number 12 and it comes an entire month after episode 11. This is because I ran into a problem. I overloaded myself in my job as an indie hacker in terms of cognitive overload and in terms of how much work to do. I put myself into a situation that was not sustainable. The symptoms were, for example, when I was building, when I was coding, designing the product, I was feeling a kind of guilt you should stop coding and do more marketing otherwise people won't hear of you and they won't recognize the product etc etc when i finally went into marketing for example when i created podcasts i felt the same guilt you should be building more your existing users are waiting for new features so if you do too much marketing your existing users will miss the next features then I tried to establish a kind of rhythm let's say one week for building and one week for marketing and this also totally failed because when the the appropriate week came and let's say it was the marketing week I felt more like building or let's say it was the building week I felt more like marketing so I really thought Matthias you're doing something wrong and just in time there came a newsletter by the people from Balsamic. The Balsamic people make a tool for user experience uh, work that you can draw wireframes etc with it for user interfaces. And they wrote about a concept called whole product. Whole product is a concept that is not not very new. It goes originally back to the work of Ted Leavitt, a professor at Harvard Business School. He wrote a book called The Marketing Imagination and he coined the whole product concept. He said that the core product, the product that people use, is not your entire product. Your entire product also consists of your reputation, of your marketing, of your messages that go out, what else. It's, it consists of your track record, of the relationships that you have, of your own personality of, uh, personality of the founder, for example, of the service you give, and so on, and so on. It's so many components that make up the whole product that your customer is buying, so you, you shouldn't think of your core product as the only thing that you sell. This was really an eye opener. When, re- when I read about this whole product concept in the Balsamic newsletter, the people wrote your software that comes out of your build machine is not the only thing. So, marketing projects that you do are product features. Your next blog post, just another feature added to the backlog. Your company website, just a feature. So, The Balsamic people wrote, if if you think of marketing activities this way, they won't feel icky to work on, and you'll create marketing material which is more successful, because just like regular product features, it will be customer and UX driven. And this really struck a chord within me. I thought, yeah, I'm writing uh, blog posts or I'm recording podcasts. I'm designing my website, I'm writing documentation on my product. And I also do growth marketing. Recently I partnered with Michelle Su, who has been a growth marketer with an experience for many, many years. And she helps me with growth marketing, for example, looking at my homepage, how many people go there, how many people finally make it to the the sign up for a free trial and how many of those free trial users are finally convert into paying customers. This doing growth marketing is also part of, of doing the product features. Misha said to me, to me growth marketing feels more like building than like marketing itself. So marketing in the sense of tooting your own horn and displaying yourself in, in the market. Growth marketing is more like, like building than like marketing. So I thought, maybe I made too much differences here. Maybe the dichotomy between building and marketing is an artificial thing, an artificial difference that I make and, and that need not be made. So what does that mean? First of all, I didn't know what, what to think of all this. I stopped podcasting because it was really overloading me with recording with no recording is fun but with transcription with editing the podcast and so on publishing it on my website I stopped podcasting for an entire month now and I thought what should I do and in terms of this whole product thinking I thought how do you approach one single work item that you have to do for example one piece of code that you want to make work or one page on your website or one podcast that you create. And I watch my brain when I work on a, on one single work item and my brain almost always does this. It has an ideate phase where new ideas come in, They are, I, I mull them over, I try to find out whether they're good or bad, this whole ideation phase thing. Then there's a kind of preparation step or multiple steps for preparation. I try to get the, the knowledge that I need, the tools that I need the, all, everything I need to, to really get the job done. Then the third step is I go deep into what I have to do. I get me a glass of water, a cup of tea, I take all the preparation material that I that I have and really get the job done. Let's say I jump into coding or I jump into web design or into recording the podcast and so on. Finally, there's a wrap-up step. For each uh, work item that I work on, I do a kind of wrap-up. For example, when, when I have coded something, I refactor until the code looks looks really, really good. Or I write some documentation into my custom that tells me the next time when I have to do something similar, how I did it this time so that I save some time for next time. So wrap up activities like publishing, like writing documentation, like closing things, checking them into the source control system, pushing them to the server, etc, etc, like all these wrap up activities. And finally, I thought, why should I do marketing as a separate activity for example switching from one week building to one week marketing doesn't doesn't really make sense why don't I put it as the final step after each work item how about that and I call that step the share step so at the end of a work item let's say a product feature that I created or a web page that I made or a podcast that I recorded why don't I simply share it um on social media for example with my twitter audience so this would integrate the marketing work simply as a sharing step into the usual workflow and this feels really really good so to summarize, when I, when I look at, at the activities that I do the steps that I do for each work item, this now becomes a kind of workflow, I call it the rabbit hole workflow because it goes deeply into the rabbit hole doing something so it now has five steps, ideate, prepare go deep, wrap up and share ideate what you want to do, prepare what what you want to do, then go deep doing it wrap it up and share it with the world simple five-step workflow and I can apply this to anything I can apply this to to all the work that I do be it more building or marketing focused it, it doesn't matter so much anymore so this helps me to become a whole person again I know that i'm different roles to different people for example to to my wife i'm surely a different person than than to my customers but i also know that i am only one human being and i'm only one person related to myself right when i talk to myself in my own head i'm only one person so i thought until now i managed all my work on several Kanban boards. For example, I managed the uh, marketing work on a different Kanban board than the coding work. And the public roadmap uh, that you can see on the net for Get the Audience is also on a separate Kanban board. The work that I do in my day job as a consultant for software engineering methods is also on a different Kanban board. So this kind of contradicts uh, the whole person that i'm trying to be for example when i have finally have some time and i think now you got to do the next work item the first question is from which board do i draw this this work item so it doesn't really make sense to have different kanban boards for the same person so i thought let's Bring all the work items to one Kanban board with horizontal swim lanes separating the different projects that I'm running. For example, my day job, my indie hacking, my growth marketing, etc. I created one swim lane for each of these projects, and now I can easily see my entire work that I need to do or that I am currently doing. I also can now try to use this big Kanban board to avoid the cognitive overload and the overload in terms of the number of work items that I still have to do. So I thought why not set a set of simple goals for myself. I first tried throughput goal. Throughput in Kanban is the number of work items per time unit, let's say per week or per month, that you get that you want to get done or that you really get done. And I thought I really want to have one new feature per month for my existing users and for interested user, new users. And I want to have kind of two podcasts per month. Not four anymore, not, not a weekly podcast anymore, because this will overload me but only two podcasts per month, episodes. So one feature and two episodes. Okay. Then I transformed this throughput goal into a work in progress goal because that's much easier to manage. When I see the number of work items on my board, I simply make sure that um, in the prepare step of my rabbit hole workflow, I always have one feature and two podcast episodes th- so that I can really see oh yeah these are the next two things I'm trying to to achieve for example this month so I plotted one column on on the Kanban board for each of the five steps of the rabbit hole workflow ideate, prepare go deep wrap up and share and I plotted one horizontal swim lane for each project that I'm doing my day job, the building, the marketing, the growth marketing, whatever uh, I'm doing um, to to get all these projects forward. So I'll now be very happy if I get one feature done and two podcasts done each month, and I see all the work on one board so that I can now really avoid to overload myself cognitively and in terms of my time. Let me know how you organize yourself as an indie hacker. An indie hacker is only one person. has really the challenge to, to switch between all these tasks. And contact me on Twitter. It's at gettheaudience where I can be reached. And I'm very curious to hear how you do it. Thanks for listening to the Audience Explorer podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at gettheaudience and you can check out the blog at gettheaudience.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to matthias at gettheaudience.com. If you want to support this podcast, please leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other founders or creators to find this podcast about developing an audience for their product or service. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.